It's time once again for another episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now here's your host, Pam Curie. Hello, welcome to another episode of Franchise Business Radio. Uh, really excited about the Spotlight Show today. We've got a full studio with some great guests, and we're going to be covering a lot of different aspects of the franchise world, Rich. Um, looking forward to uh, introducing our, uh, our listeners to all of the guests we have in the studio. So should we go ahead and do that? Yeah, absolutely. You definitely have a, uh, a room full of subject matter experts, so let's get in and just welcome each guest uh, briefly before we uh, uh, introduce and begin with our first guest interview. Sounds great. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start with my left, and uh, I know people can't see us, but <laughs> <laughs> see you on the radio, right? Um, but our, our first, uh, my, my guest to my left is Dean. Dean, would you just give us a couple sentences about yourself and who you are representing today? Sure. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, Dean Trevellino, uh, principal of Trevellino Keller. We're a digital public relations and marketing firm. Excellent. Welcome. So happy to have you on the show. Thanks. And I've uh, got a little bit of history with this gentleman. Barry, who are you? Well, I'm Barry Falcon, and I'm uh, with the iFranchise Group, and uh, we help emerging and existing franchises with uh, best practices and uh, taking new companies to market. Looking forward to learning more about that. Thank you. And Brian, pleasure to meet you, and welcome to the studio, Franchise Business Radio. Thanks, Pam. It's good to be here. Uh, I'm Brian Anino. I have a firm based in Marietta and uh, represent businesses of all sorts and types. But uh, my practice has a focus on franchise law. And, Excellent. Uh, been uh, representing franchisors and franchisees and prospective franchisees uh, for some time now. So oh, it's good to be here. Oh, yes. I have some great questions for you that I know our listeners are going to want to understand. I look forward to it. <laughs> Thanks. And um, our other guest, and who we'd like to kick the show off with, uh, Chuck. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Pam. Uh, Chuck Morrison. I'm the president and chief marketing officer for Stay Mobile, and we uh, are franchisor, and we do mobile device repair service uh, for individuals, um, businesses, and in the education market. Excellent. Well, welcome. And before we dive into learning a little bit more about Stay Mobile, uh, Rich, would you share with us a little bit about Chuck's background? Absolutely. My pleasure. So um, as we mentioned, Chuck Morrison, uh, at, as a Stay Mobile president and CMO, Chuck leads the company's marketing and operations. Prior to his role at Stay Mobile, Morrison served as founder, president, and CEO of uh, MoRizen Records and Hot But Sour Music publishing, an independent record label and music publishing companies, also ex extensive background in brand development, product development, and marketing, overseeing the sales uh, cycle of products from ideation to retail at uh, High Rev LLC, a company he co-founded in 1997. More than 20 years of branding, marketing, public relations, consumer promotions, retail, and online experience. Chuck has provided marketing consulting services and has worked to ignite, launch, and build brands for for clients in a broad range of industries. Uh, Chuck is also graduated at the University of South Carolina, has two children, and coached youth uh, basketball and baseball for 20 years. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Dean, did you write that? <laughs> pretty good. That's pretty good, yeah. Can I, can I borrow this? Can I just change my name? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> Top that, gentlemen, yeah. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Well, Chuck, welcome to the show. Thanks. And, uh, you know, but I think a good starting point is, is tell us a little bit about Stay Mobile. Sure. Uh, we started in 2009 in Columbia, South Carolina, and we started in the back corner of a mattress store. Um, <laughs> that was when uh, iPhone 4 came out, and, and we just felt like there was a need for repair because those were glass on both sides. Mm. And... Um, people started breaking them. And we didn't even have a sign in the back of this mattress store. We had a sandwich board on the sidewalk. And nine months later, we moved into a uh, about 1,100-square-foot location three blocks from the University of South Carolina. And, you know, we saw, I mean, it just the volume just continued to pick up. And uh, we started working with schools. Uh, one school in particular was an early adopter to iPad 1. Oh. And uh, they started breaking them, so where were they going to take them? They brought them to us. And then we identified that as a big channel for us going forward. We um, relocated here uh, to Marietta about two years ago um, and now have about 46, 47 locations Congratulations. around the country. And we'll probably, thanks, probably be at about 70 uh, by the end of August mm. and maybe 100 by the end of the year. So mm. uh, our people are great. Uh, you know, for the longest time, it was just two of us. And, uh, and I hired him when he was 21, and now he's our director of operations. So I think if you take the leadership team out of our uh, mix our average age of our employees is probably about 28 you know so we have mm-hmm. a lot of young people and they have a great career path ahead of them oh you aren't kidding yeah. i mean coming out of the gates with that kind of career opportunity is yeah. is every young professional's dream yep. right mm-hmm. uh what a great story and actually it's going to feed into some of our, our other guests too with an emerging brand obviously started off grassroots and have really grown into a lot. Uh, talk to us a little bit about Stay Mobile's franchise growth strategy. What's allowed you to get to where you are today? Uh, we've been pretty selective. Uh, you know, we have uh, some, some great franchise uh, experience and, and some of my partners, and we've been working with Dean since we started at Trevelino Keller. And they've done wonders for us in terms of uh, in terms of really positioning us as being different than the other so-called competition that's out there. So you know we identify uh, we don't want to go throw somebody on an island. So we kind of organically grow it out so that we you know build upon that because our relationships at the state level with schools and so forth helps us then attract better franchise owners and, and in different locations if we have contractual business already built into it. So we're not just, you know, they're not just going out and opening a store, build it, they'll come. I mean, right. We're going to have business for them from the start. Excellent. And, yeah, I always tell people whenever they're getting ready to uh, go into business for themselves, then you should always be asking themselves the question, how am I going to go about getting my customers, right? <laughs> yeah, especially in the service business like us. I mean, you know, Dean and I have talked about it. You know, you can't come try the sandwich at our place. You know? <laughs> we do have accessories, you know, 300 SKUs or whatever, but, um, but you really have to have a need. And we just have to create the awareness, and that's where uh, a firm like, you know, Trevelino Keller and his team have, have really helped us in terms of uh, all of the uh, local marketing and search and, or, and that kind of thing. It's been, been huge for us. Well, I have to share with you, right before we started the show, I was telling my producer, Rich, here, I was like, I love the name, Stay Mobile, you know? Yeah, <laughs> thanks. We're having some fun with it now, too. I, yeah. Um, yeah, It's a great name. Yeah, it's different. Well, now, since Stay Mobile's inception seven years ago, how has the franchise landscape changed? Uh, you know, for us, we are, we're such a low cost of entry, mm-hmm. you know, we're not building a kitchen, you know, you don't have to have a hood. I mean, we need, you know, 300 square feet, you know, we operate some as low as that, some, wow. one of them is 150. Uh, so, you know, we can really, 
we can maneuver and pivot and make it fit in about any kind of uh, any any kind of location. The the trick is for us is finding the right people. We said no more than we've said yes because mm. um, you really have to immerse yourself in the community, mm-hmm. in our business, and and you know not just join the chamber but go to events and and be out there because sure. if you're out there then then people will, will know about you because we this isn't filled of dreams like we can't just build it and they'll come <laughs> understand yeah and uh, just kind of help me out a little bit with location it is a smaller footprint uh, are you a standalone location or are you inside of other how, what does that look like we help got a me couple visualize different models there we um we have standalone freestanding stores mm-hmm. uh which are great and usually you know we want to be in high traffic you know corner of main and main kind of kind of thing and then we are inside um, Walmarts, okay. about 17 of those, I think. And we are also um, open inside college bookstores now. Um, because, you know, textbooks are going away, and they still have that square footage. Mm-hmm. And um, it occurred to us, you know, that canvas bags where textbooks used to be probably isn't producing a lot of revenue per square foot. But we know that kids break the hell out of their phones. So, you know, if we're on the campus, then we're getting them in the bookstore right. and not having them leave the campus. Yeah, well, that's a whole other purpose there behind yeah. the um, behind your behind your business yeah. in another way. And we just opened one inside a mall. It's the first time we've done that. It's not a kiosk. It's a, it was a convenience store that uh, it was. It's in a food court in Pineville, North Carolina, and it's probably that's going to be probably our highest traffic you know location. About two million people a year go to that mall. Wow, amazing! Wow, a lot of different retrofits and, yeah. and where it can go makes sense to me. So um, I kind of want to go back to this topic of franchising, hence the Franchise Business Radio Show. Uh, when you think about franchising, is now the right time to franchise? It seems like it is, uh, only because we have uh, more interest than we've ever had. Okay. Um, and, you know, we are you know present at a lot of the, the major franchise shows. We weren't early on. Mm-hmm. Now we go and, and people are lined up to talk to us. And it seems like the money is freeing up. People have more money, but they're also a little bit more discerning about what they're going to spend it on. Do you want to go spend a million dollars and open a restaurant, or do you want to go for a fraction of that and and uh, open multiple locations with us? You know, I think that that is the appealing thing about our our business and our business model is it's multiples. Yeah, I I, I can definitely say a muta is what we like to call it in in the franchise world, multi-unit yep. development, right? Yep. Another acronym for a lot of people to learn. Uh, so and when we think about the economic market, how do you, in your opinion, how has it, that affected the industry? It, we've seen, I mean, it's, it's going in the right trajectory. You know, uh-huh. it's not going the wrong way. Um, and there's, you know, there are more and more franchise concepts that are out there not just in our industry, but all over the place. And so we get people that are trying to decide between uh, maybe yogurt or uh, us <laughs> or, you know, a, um, a, a cleaning business. You know, sure. So it's all over the place. And, and so we like the fact that uh, people explore other industries, mm-hmm. other franchise opportunities, and then compare us to them. And, and really, at the end of the day, when you, it's, it's the people, you know. And when, if we get them to come see us here, then we know that they're probably going to be – good to go because our people make all the difference in the world mm-hmm. and um and and that we've had more more volume of people coming and we have a lot more opportunities to to expand now than we used to that's excellent and with, with expansion are you i mean you've started in south carolina are you focused on the south all over the u.s uh what, i think what we're in about 11 states now excellent yep, and soon to be um probably half the states 
you know, and we're and we're clustering them. So if we're going to Salt Lake City, we're not going to leave them on an island out there. We're going to develop out around them with company stores mm-hmm. if we if we have to, and we can always backfill, you know, with the franchise owner because we need to have the cluster because you have utilization of resources, ah. and and Dean and his team can uh, really you know do a lot more damage in that market, you know, uh, for us if if we have multiple units there. That makes sense from a from a PR yeah. and brand awareness standpoint. Um, yeah. yeah, having a cluster together, great yep. advantages, shared resources. Yeah. Absolutely. Economies of scale. Correct. <laughs> Understood fully. Uh, you kind of already hit on something that's really important for anyone that's considering franchise ownership, and that's that there are so many different industries out there, right? Uh, typically, you think of food-related concepts because that's what you know as a consumer. Uh, however, there's over 75-plus industry categories that are out there. Talk to us a little bit about why Stay Mobile is an attractive franchise investment opportunity for someone who's looking. Right. Uh, it's a great question, and we get it all the time. You know, on average, I think uh, the studies show that everybody has about three mobile devices. It's probably four. I mean, I've got four with me. And so uh, people are wow. You're going to always break them. You're going to always need something for them. You're going to upgrade. You're going to want to trade in. It's not going away. And mm-hmm. technology is not going away in the classroom in K through 12. And it's not going away in higher education. It's not going away in business. So, you know, it's, it's something that um, it's a little bit like the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now it's getting, you know, people a little bit more aware. But if you think about like a business that, used to have a bunch of uh, desktops and then all of a sudden they issue you know 2,000 laptops to their people and they start start breaking them or 2,000 tablets what do they do mm-hmm. do they mail them off how, how long can they be without them that sort of thing and so for us this industry is great because the phones are, and the devices are getting better and better they're getting more and more fragile too mm-hmm. I mean you got Lil Wayne pouring champagne on his you know <laughs> S7 guess what we've done that and it doesn't turn right back on. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Surprise. Yeah. We're spoofing that, too. So uh, right. you'll see some video later. Yeah. Don't go out and test that commercial, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> Fully understand. So that's, I mean, I think that's it. We're just keeping pace with the technology. And, you know, we have to, um, you know, and doing a lot of warranty work for folks mm. and that sort of thing. So we try to have built-in uh, annuity business, so to speak, for our locations. Excellent. And um, you kind of you've mentioned more than once that you are selective and who you want to bring into the Stay Mobile franchise system. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a, a, a particular profile that you're looking for in a franchisee? Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, you know, it, somebody, you can, you can kind of tell um, – it really you have to be community driven and you, okay. and you really want to be have that person that can if it's not going to be them it's going to be their main person that's going to be in the community mm-hmm. and being the face of it and you know we don't just sponsor youth sports we go and do free cleanings um you know we i mean we're at every event possible if it's a you know whatever street fest we're doing free cleanings we're giving stuff away and you have to have that personality that kind of dynamic personality out there doing it because we're not shopkeepers, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of our competition, they're shopkeepers, and yes. we don't see them at any of these events where we are, um, and, and I think that makes a difference. So you can, you can tell right away if that person's not going to be like that, then we need to know that there's going to be somebody like that. Makes sense, yeah. yeah. Someone who's going to take a proactive approach. Yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise, they're not going to be successful, and we're not going to set them up to not be successful. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that philosophy. Yeah. Uh, and for those that are listening and interested in learning more about Stay Mobile, 
uh, how would they go about getting in touch with you? Uh, they can email me, chuck at staymobile.com, or and they can just go to our website, and there's a whole franchise section uh, that's there, and they can uh, there's a form, and we'll get right back to them. And okay. Dean and his team built, built our website, too, so then it's great. Chuck at staymobile.com. Should we spell it out for those that are not good spellers? You, you want to take a shot go at it? Go for it. it. Uh, I, I think I can handle it. Go C-H-U-C-K at S-T-A-Y-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com. Excellent. You would be surprised how many times I get asked how to how to spell my business name. So okay. All right. <laughs> I'll throw it out there. Thank you so much for Thank sharing. You. And uh, if you have any special events that are coming up, you know, we'll circle back around. We'd love to learn more about that. Okay. Thanks. Excellent. Well, uh, let's go ahead. We're going to go to our next guest. Um, we're going to really turn the table here. It's one thing to get excited about a franchise opportunity, but there is a legal aspect to it. And we really want to be able to dive into some of those legal components to identify, is this really a good fit, mm-hmm. not only on a personal professional level, but from a legal standpoint. Sure. Uh, so. Brian, welcome. Uh, Again, um, before we dive into this, I'm going to have Rich uh, share a little bit about you or if you would like to share a little bit about your background. Sure. I'm I'm happy to go ahead and and do that. Yeah, Uh, you're a returning guest. I think you were here on Land Legal Experts, right? right? That's right. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm Brian Anino. I've got a uh, business law practice based in Marietta, Georgia. We work with clients throughout the states of Georgia, South Carolina, and even in Massachusetts. Uh, I focus my practice on representing uh, a franchisor and franchisees in multiple industries and also folks that are interested in uh, becoming franchisees. I'm a small business owner myself. I'm a big believer in in small and mid-sized business. I get excited about concepts, too. I'm very excited about Chuck's concept. Uh, I came home yesterday to discover that my toddler had thrown one of our iPhones into the toilet. <laughs> oh, so, oh, <laughs> I, well, I have Before a thick file cabinet. <laughs> I, no comment. It was not a, it was not know, a clean situation, a shall I say. There was no champagne right. in there. Yeah. It was not champagne. Uh, I think I have a file cabinet at the office full of mobile oh. devices that, that probably could be saved. So I will be looking for uh, my local... Uh, uh, franchise to, uh, to help <laughs> to save stay the, mobile. Stay mobile franchise. I need to stay mobile. If I if I go to uh, the, the store over here in Lenox Square and deliver my iPhone, I'm without it for six hours. I come back and there's 20 missed calls and it's it's, it's a mess. So <laughs> we all the downtime is not good. So uh, I get excited about about business concepts as well. But you're absolutely right. It's important to take an objective eye towards reviewing any business, but particularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the franchise industry. And and the great thing about the franchise industry is that franchisors are required to produce what's called a franchise disclosure document that uh, describes their business in detail. And it's done under the auspices of the franchise rule, which is uh, a federal regulation uh, adopted by the Federal Trade Commission enforced by the FTC. Absolutely. And um for our, our listeners who maybe are not as familiar with franchising, that franchise disclosure document, um, could you give us some tips when they receive that Sure. for reviewing it? Sure. Uh, they should receive this document 14 days before they're required to sign a franchise agreement or before they pay any money. And within that time period, uh, they should visit an experienced franchise attorney to review the document. And, and ideally... 
the franchise attorney should also bring in a financial expert, typically a CPA. Uh, in in certain cases, I've brought in CPAs or forensic accounts to help me go through the financial statements and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but but having an attorney review the document is helpful for for many many reasons. First and foremost, the experience in reviewing these documents and working with franchisors. Um, second, it allows you to have uh, an objective eye reviewing the agreement to to give you advice. I mean, obviously, you're very excited about this concept. You know, motions are at play. Gosh, if I went down to uh, a Porsche lot, I'd get very excited about buying a Porsche right away. <laughs> <laughs> my objective eye in that case would probably be my wife, who would uh, not want me to come home with a new Porsche. But regardless, um, it, it's just it's helpful. Mm-hmm. And uh, franchise attorneys know what to look for in that document. Uh, also significant is that the franchise disclosure document includes a form of the very franchise agreement that you are going to be tied to for the Mm -hmm. next 5, 10, or 20 years. And in many cases, a personal guarantee through which you are personally liable for ensuring that you meet the obligations of the franchise agreement. Um, So those terms should be reviewed by an attorney. And in some some cases, some franchisors are willing to negotiate some of those terms. Ah, And I want to touch upon that in a minute here. Uh, But a really, I think, important point to make uh, is that when you have an attorney review that franchise disclosure document and franchise agreement, mm-hmm. that it is a franchise attorney. Correct. It is special law. So you can't go get Cousin Bob. Correct. Who, uh, and, um, if, I don't know if you want to speak to that. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I mean, every everyone's got their dad's real estate or criminal mm-hmm. defense attorney, and, and they're friends of the family. Um, but you need someone that has experience in, in franchise law. If someone comes to me in a bankruptcy matter, I don't handle bankruptcy. I'm going to refer it out. If someone has a domestic relations, a family law issue, we've got great contacts. We refer those cases out to you know, we focus our practice on uh, specialized areas, mm-hmm. and, and that's the way that the practice of law is. It's impossible to keep up to date with laws in different areas in every single state, but we focus and we, we, we spend a lot of time focusing and keeping up on our education on what's going on in, in the states that also regulate franchise law in, in, in addition to the FTC and the way that courts and arbitration tribunals are enforcing franchise agreements. Yes. It's very important. Yeah, and staying current with mm-hmm. all of that. Absolutely. That's right. uh, you also mentioned something else that I want to kind mm-hmm. of focus in on, and that is negotiations. Can you negotiate the terms of a franchise agreement? We make every effort to in working with franchisors on that, and, and we're talking about common sense provisions. Now, ideally, a franchisor, franchisee should have a symbiotic relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Franchisor does well. The franchise, franchisees do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it depends on, on what terms we're looking at. If we're looking at a, a, a governing law provision, that's probably not something the franchisor is going to want to negotiate. They're going to want the law in their home state to govern. Uh, they're mm-hmm. also going to want to litigate. Hopefully, we don't have to get to litigation, but if but if we do, the franchisor is going to want to do it in their home state. They're likely going to want an arbitration. Mm-hmm. But to start out with, there are circumstances where we've negotiated uh, lower royalty provisions, uh, lower uh, initial franchise fees, uh, a multitude of other areas affecting the relationship. So 
uh, again, I hate to have a lawyerly response, but it depends. I will tell you right now, if you're going to buy a McDonald's, McDonald's is not going to negotiate <laughs> their franchise agreement. Yes. They don't need to. Uh, but there are many other franchisees that will. And and honestly, it depends on what's in the franchise disclosure document. If we pinpoint areas of trouble or if we have a new franchisor that's out there, then they're more willing to negotiate. They're really, they're, they really want to get good new franchisees in the mm-hmm. door. Mm-hmm. And um, and to to that point, you kind of alluded to this. Sometimes, depending on the size of the franchise system, might dictate to what degree negotiations are going to be permitted. Sure, or, okay. correct. I always recommend having a franchise lawyer review the franchise agreement. And they will give you an honest assessment of what your obligations are. I mean, if you pull up one of the franchise agreements, one of the standard agreements that we see out there, it is a, it's a very difficult thing for a layman to review, quite frankly. I would agree. So <laughs> having a lawyer review that, and you sh- it's worth having a lawyer to review it just to make sure you understand what you're signing. Right. Because it's very difficult to go into a court and, and tell a judge and a jury, hey, I didn't know what I was signing when you're a sophisticated business person. You had an opportunity to do due diligence. And that, that it's, just, it's not an argument that's going to hold weight. Have an attorney review it to make sure you know what your obligations are. Mm-hmm. And then an experienced attorney will, will be able to efficiently tell you, in my opinion, what provisions could be negotiated and what you should go back with. That uh, makes sense. Any, any other tips regarding needed due diligence? Well, the great thing about a franchise disclosure document is that it lists existing franchisees. Mm. And mm-hmm. I r- strongly recommend that my clients that come to me call as many of them as you feel comfortable to and having honest discussions about their own experiences. And uh, again, I, I mean, due diligence is critical in regards to buying any business. But w- w- with a franchise, I mean, you've got your homework essentially half done for you through this <laughs> franchise disclosure document. So take advantage of that and make sure that you're comfortable with that. Definitely. Great advice. Uh, great great advice for anyone who's considering franchise ownership. Uh, if someone wanted to reach out to you, how would they go about getting in touch? Well, they can uh, reach out to me via email. It's brian at aninolawfirm.com, B-R-I-A-N at A-N-N-I-N-O lawfirm.com. Uh, you can also call me at the office, 770-427-1161. What's that phone number? 770-427-1161. Thank you. No, and by the way, uh, your name, it's sort of almost rhythmic, isn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> nice to hear. It's a, a, an old Sicilian name. Most people, uh, they, they add a tilde in there, and they call me a Nino or something. <laughs> El Nino. El Nino. Oh. It was a popular nickname, thanks to that, that weather phenomenon. Right. <laughs> well, great having you on the show. And thanks, thanks for, thanks having for me. the excellent advice. Thanks, Pam. Like, wow, we're just getting so many different perspectives on, on the franchise world here. And, and that's what I love about this show today. Um, everyone's coming at it from a different angle. Uh, our next guest is also going to educate us a little bit more about uh, what it means to take a, a brand or an idea, I should say, from concept to franchise. Uh, Rich, would you share with us a little bit about Barry? Yes, my uh, pleasure. So uh, Barry J. Falcon, uh, with a professional business career that spans more than 40 years across a range of industries and functions, including communications, technology, operation, operational and manufacturing consulting, marketing, project management, and business development. Mr. Falcon has over 10 years of direct experience in franchising, both as a franchisee and as an executive within multiple national franchise systems. 
Prior to joining, joining the iFranchise Group as a senior consultant, Mr. Falcon served as CEO partner and remains as a board member at All-American Decorative Concrete. Before his tenure at All-American Decorative Concrete, Mr. Falcon also um, was president, co-founder, and partner and remains as a board member at the Shelf Genie Franchise Systems, where he helped to establish the franchise program, instrumental in growing the concept from zero to 145 locations in five years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you survived to talk about that? <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, is also a franchise owner with Velocity Sports Performance. In the first year of operations, grew revenues to 800000 um, not bad for a first year. <laughs> um, and finally, uh, as an active marathon runner and cyclist, is involved in a number of professional and community organizations, including local chambers of commerce and the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, received a professional designation in business management from UCLA, has also received certifi certified franchise executive designation from the International Franchise Association. So, Mr. Falcon, welcome to Franchise Business Radio. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Good to see you on the radio, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and I also am just going to put this little uh, plug in here. Barry and I are also on the advisory board for Georgia State University. Um, and it's it's been fun working with him on that level as well. Uh, but Barry, let's kind of let's jump in into a couple things. We've been talking about franchising. Uh, let's talk about the idea when you come up with a concept and then you want to franchise it. Concept of franchise. What does that mean? Well, a lot of people have great ideas, and then it, the uh, the real key thing is can it scale, right? Can, is it duplicatable? Mm -hmm. So um, as being a franchisee at one point in my career and being on the franchisor side, I knew exactly what to do to make it so it's scaled. And so you want to automate things, but you can't have it where one person is the technical expert and the whole business you know, re revolves around that one person. So concepts are great. It's a matter of can it scale and does it fit a niche, a niche market? Um, what solution, you know, what problem does it solve? What mm. solution is there going to be? So you can go from zero to a thousand locations. Um, it has to be cost effective. And really one of the most important things is two really most important things, lifestyle Mm -hmm. and will and profitability mm. and so uh, my first franchise that I bought as a franchisee the um, the lifestyle had to be no cash no teenagers and it had to make money while I wasn't there <laughs> I had a, a young daughter who was a competitive tennis player and we traveled around the country and I wanted the business to run while she while I wasn't there and I didn't want cash because cash makes honest people dishonest and I didn't want teenagers because I had three of my own. And I knew that uh, on Friday night, if they had a hot date, they would call in sick. So those were my requirements. And so you have to find out what your requirements are for your lifestyle. So do you want a seven-day-a-week job? Do you want a 24-hour, you know, a week um, a company? Or do you want something where it affords you to go away and be an absentee owner? Excellent. And that's absolutely critical when you're coming up with your concept. Uh, absolutely, and that, and then uh, not only when you're coming up with your concept, and also when you're considering, uh, considering uh, buying, by considering buying. So uh, I have a great idea. Let's pretend I have a great idea. What steps does it take? Well, what what I do as a strategic advisor for emerging brands, 
we're going to sit down there and we're going to uh, look at the competitive landscape. First of all, who else is out there? I mean, if it's another hamburger place, why are you different? What, what's unique about your concept in the marketplace? And some people have new concepts. Doesn't mean they're going to take hold just because it's a new concept. Sure. Um, and then we're going to do a financial model, a pretty in-depth financial model from the franchisee perspective and the franchisor perspective. And so we're going to do a, a pretty sophisticated uh, Excel budget and see what it takes to be profitable. Because if you don't make money on the franchisee side, it will fall and um, and then the franchisor will uh, will tumble. Absolutely. So um, it has to be a good, solid business model that's repeatable and you have to be able to make money. So we're going to go through the competitive market landscape and we're going to definitely do a financial model and ask a lot of questions. Excellent. Really, it's kind of a, a full-blown feasibility Correct. Assessment. Absolutely. It's, it's a feasibility assessment. That's phase one of the program. Mm-hmm. And if uh, you pass phase one of the program, then it's kind of like on to, okay, now let's uh, operations manual. Do you have a corporate? Do you have at least one site up and running? Well, it's very, very important to say on paper it's one thing, but have you done it? Been there, done that. So at least get a corporate location open and running and then find out if your business model really what you projected happens in reality. Yeah. You know, what's your customer acquisition cost, what's your marketing cost, what's your ROI, what's your lead generation. And, you know, test it out for six, nine months, 12 months and say, okay, we've kind of uh, worked out all the bugs. Now, um, now we're ready to franchise because we know what we need to do. Excellent. Yeah, work through those trials and tribulations. I, I fully get it. Um, so what, I, I mean, are there percentages out there? What are the chances of success? Well, you know, it's a, there's about 2,500, 2,600 franchise concepts out there today in the U.S., and um, very, very few get to 100 locations. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like Great a big point. magic number. There's plenty of franchise, hundreds and hundreds of them that have 10 locations, 15 locations, 20 locations. But getting to that magic 100 is a, is a big thing. And so, um, you know, as, um, as you're looking as a, a potential franchisee, um, you know, you're going to look at concepts, you're going to talk to uh, business brokers and give you some advice, and you're going to look at the ones that are financially sound. Yes. And um, those are the ones that typically grow fast because the franchisees are making money and they also expand. So uh, they'll, they'll buy multiple locations either to start or six or six or 12 months into it. So, um, you know, coming up with a concept is great. It's a matter of does it work? And um, get out there and test the waters and uh, then make it happen. Right. And we've got such a great example in the studio right now, you know, Stay Mobile. And, I mean, just generally speaking, do you think that there is a, a good progression of growth for an emerging brand? Um, absolutely. I mean, one is I would say, and I think um, I think Chuck's doing it, kind of a stay regional at the beginning so you don't have to have islands on the West Coast if you're based here in Atlanta. And um, so you can support your franchisees. That's very, very important. And also, um, in today's marketplace, I'm sure Stay Mobile, the, the entry fee is not a million dollars. And so people that are new into franchising should probably get into something they can afford to lose and um, as a trial, and then not not that they want to lose it, sure. but get into something that's you know twenty five fifty thousand dollars versus signing up for a million, um, mortgaging your house, signing up your firstborn <laughs> to the SBA loan, and uh, if it's a little risky, um, your whole life is um, now a gamble. Try mm-hmm. if you if you're just getting into franchising. T- Try a concept that's maybe a small brick and mortar, a small footprint, or a home-based business 
where you're not mortgaging your entire house, your 401k. If it goes south, uh, you're bankrupt. So um, I tell people to ease into it. Find a good concept. Um, early adopters are great. Negotiate the franchise agreement if you're going to be an early adopter, at least on uh, maybe fees or deferment of franchise fees going forward. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great advice. Uh, there's another topic that I know is kind of uh, dear to your heart, and that's teamwork. Sure. Um, you know, the uh, the key thing is for a franchisor to be really transparent on their business and work with franchisees. So you have to work as a team to grow the business. Um, once your concept up is up and running, the best ideas going forward are all going to come from franchisees. Um, you know, the franchisor sitting there in their so-called ivory tower, um, the people out there doing it every single day are the ones that are going to come up with the best ideas. You know, you get your franchise advisory council, and um, that's going to be the future of the business. Um, new, new technologies that are going on, just new customer acquisition techniques. But to listen to the franchisees, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah and, I, and I, I love the point you just made there that some of the best ideas come from the franchisees themselves. Correct. Right. And definitely one of the advantages of being part of a system. Right. And not an individual in a bubble. Right. Excellent. Excellent. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Sure. Well, the uh, my email address is bfalcon. Everybody knows the football team when they're winning. So it's uh, bfalcon <laughs> at ifranchisegroup.com. It's bfalcon at ifranchisegroup.com. Or my uh, office number is 404 518 8858. Excellent. What's that phone number again? 404-518-8858. Wow. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been great. Thanks. <laughs> Is this great or what, Rich? I'm telling you, um, it's just it's, it's just fascinating, all the subject matter um, and the conversations and the expertise in the room. I hope people are taking notes, but we'll definitely have this uh, on our channel and on the podcast and uh, syndication as well. Excellent. And um, and because I, I know our listeners can't see this, but um, I've been looking at my producer here, and he's got this great tie on that says on air. I think we got to take a picture and, and go ahead and we'll post that. We'll add that to the show posting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's, speaking of posting and public relations and PR, uh, I'd like to go ahead and introduce our next guest, uh, Dean Travellino. Am I saying that properly? You're saying it great. Wow, I'm impressed with myself. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Dean, Rich. Absolutely. So um, Dean's 25 years of agency experience from global firms to his own agency has offered him the opportunity to work with significant franchise brands at important times, including the launch of Starbucks in the Southeast, Chick-fil-A, Moe's Southwest Grill, TCBY, Johnny Rockets, uh, Corner Bakery, and more, uh, leading national strategies like Sara Lee's Olympic presence or consulting on the BP Gulf oil crisis. That's quite a, a span there, right? <laughs> um, all right. From uh, To work with global uh, celebrities and sports personalities, Dean has a rich agency life, uh, as we mentioned, uh, with a start in technology, followed by a long consumer brands run. Uh, his career over the last decade has included a significant focus around new media and devices, national launches, and local market engagement. His vision for the future of communications resides around reputation marketing, the intersection of reputation management and digital marketing. So, Dean, welcome to Franchise Business Radio. Thank you. Thanks welcome. for having me. Welcome, Dean. And I, uh, well, gosh, we've okay. We 
one of your clients is actually in the studio. Yeah, stay mobile. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so let's talk about this. Um, we've, we've kind of gone through the gamut. Uh, you know, you've, you've got a great idea. They take it. They franchise it. They work with a great franchise attorney. They work with a great group to make sure that it's uh, the feasibility test has been done and, and it's going to do well in the marketplace. How do we grow the name? What, why does a franchise need public relations? Yeah, so uh, great question. And, you know, just to kind of put the context around what I've heard earlier uh, today, I think, you know, franchise, franchises do exceptionally well when they have a great concept, as Barry said. And, you know, they're buttoned up in terms of all their, their documentation. So you have a great concept. Uh, uh, then you need great franchisees, mm-hmm. right? You need a great franchisor, you need great franchisees. Um, there are a number of concepts out there that do very well uh, as a great concept with a combination of great franchisees and mediocre franchisees. Mm, mm. Okay. Uh, and every concept has them. And, uh, and they're mediocre, again, to touch on Barry's point, they're mediocre in part because they, um, uh, the great ones are engaged Right. Mm. You sign up your franchisee and you are engaged in that store, that concept. Um, or uh, if you opted not to follow that path, you've hired a really strong GM. Right. Uh, the ones that don't tend not to do well are the ones that are just not engaged or made a poor choice on who they've hired. Right. So let's just say you've got a great concept and you've got uh, great franchisees. OK. OK. Uh, those are the two, two of the three critical paths. Uh, to success. The third one is marketing. Mm. And I'm sure Brian can um, comment on this. More often, uh, we see uh, lawsuits in the franchise environment because franchisees complain about marketing. Mm. The franchisor is not contributing enough in terms of marketing. Uh, And it's really a two-way street, right? The franchisee has to be engaged. They have to invest in it um, as well as the franchisor. Sure. And so... You know, success is really pretty easy in terms of franchising. Great concept, great franchisee and franchisor, and great marketing. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's where we come in in terms of the marketing. And Stay Mobile is uh, is actually the best example of what we are seeing today in terms of marketing, because um, most concepts, regardless of how sophisticated they are don't get the idea that they need to market from a hyper-local standpoint, Mm. that it needs to get down to the actual location. You couldn't do that before, but we can do that today with digital marketing Uh, because at a local level, it's really not affordable to pay for traditional advertising. It's not even affordable to pay for traditional public relations. Okay. It's digital marketing that is the, the new platform that allows the franchisor to do it and the franchisee to do it. Explain digital marketing. Okay. So digital marketing, you know, comes in a lot of shapes and sizes, right? And and depending on who you're talking to, mm-hmm. they will uh, define it maybe um, with their own nuances. But the way we look at it is, and the way it is um, uh, affordable now for the local franchisee is it's everything from, you know, you've got a corporate website. Stay Mobile has a great um, corporate website. But then we also build landing pages mm. for each store, right? Those landing pages allow um, 
allow each franchisee to customize their offers, their location, their hours, things like that, right? But then we come in with uh, SEO, search engine optimization, to drive traffic to that site. That's a piece of digital marketing. Okay. okay? And most, again, most franchise concepts, if they have a, a landing page for their local franchisee, that's a bonus. That's a step up from most uh, although that's changing, but a step up historically. Now to apply SEO to that landing page is really rare. And mm. again, the Stay Mobile folks got it, and they're doing it, and it's working. Uh, other pieces, uh, social media falls kind of into the uh, to the digital marketing piece. Okay. Most uh, franchisors are doing social media, and they're doing it fairly well. Uh, but then it falls off at the local store level, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it shouldn't. Um, uh, and it should be something that can be done by uh, the staff of a local franchisee. If not, then it could be outsourced to, you know, an agency like us. Uh, and there's enough technology out there now that we can write something that is applicable to multiple stores and push it out across those multiple stores. Okay. Uh, at the same time, you can still localize it per store. That's another piece of digital. The other piece is things like remarketing. So uh, if someone comes to your site, mm-hmm. right, uh, and then they go off to other sites, I'm going to follow them. They're going to see my brand. They're going to see that Stay Mobile brand when they go ser- go to Amazon or when they go to um, Facebook or wherever they're searching. Okay. Um, so remarketing. The last – one of the last pieces that we tend to use in the franchise world is more paid digital, pay-per-click um, where we're actually, because we can get very hyper-local on the demographic that we want to engage with, the location. Mm-hmm. And so a franchisee, again, can spend $500 a month with us on a pay-per-click strategy, uh, and we can, we can draw a circle around where we want to reach those folks. Wow, I, yeah, that does include a lot. Yeah, because I, I have to admit, I hear digital marketing strategy. I hear yeah. that term thrown around a lot, and I'm like, what exactly does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was an excellent explanation. And it's changing all the time. Yes, I bet it is. Yeah. <laughs> stay, stay digital. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what? I mean, I think you kind of summed it up, but uh, the name of your agency is Travelino Keller. Yes. And um, are is that exactly what you do? What is it that you do? Yeah, so we started out uh, in 2003 as a fairly traditional public relations firm. Um, we, we, you know, we grabbed social media shortly thereafter as that became relevant. We got into the what was you know called the blogosphere. I don't think we refer to it that way anymore. But uh, <laughs> and so we were doing those things. So we were PR and social, and then uh, uh, companies were asking us to do uh, creative work, mm. um, and creative became more relevant in terms of social right so you want your facebook page to have a certain brand look like your brand identity and and uh you know you want to be able to do other types of of creative design executions uh on the franchise side um, because we help franchisors sell franchises um, we need to be able to do design for trade shows and things like that and so creative became a uh, another component of the agency. Okay. And then from there, we um, we realized that we needed to get more digital, and uh, because clients uh, didn't want us to just build their reputation, which in our industry, in the, in the traditional public relations industry, they call that reputation management. 
uh, they wanted us to have an impact on the bottom line. Mm. And as great as public relations is, um, and and we've got plenty of examples where, you know, we may have gotten a story in Wall Street Journal or on ABC World News, and it had a direct impact to the business. I can't guarantee that every time. Mm-hmm. So I needed some uh, some other platform. I needed digital marketing. And so we added digital marketing uh, to the agency. And then the last piece uh, is what we call demand generation. Okay. Right. So we've got inbound marketing, outbound marketing um, that defines demand generation and uh, uh, digital content marketing. So those are kind of the four areas that we focus on, PR, digital marketing, um, demand generation, and creative services. Very nice. And um, is one more, I guess, measurable than the other? Yes. Uh, uh, you know, digital marketing comes with all kinds of analytics. So, so does demand generation. If I push out an e-blast on a platform like Constant Contact or MailChimp, our local MailChimp guys here, uh, I get all kinds of metrics on who got it, how, when they opened it, um, if they downloaded something, if they went from that e-blast to a landing page to get another message, how long they stayed on that landing page, all kinds of metrics. Wow. Did they actually transact if there was an ability to transact? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas public relations, again, if I uh, – which, er, you know, earned media is just one piece of public relations. But if I – we generate an article in the trade and – uh, we put an 800 number, and you call that 800 number to ask about buying a franchise for Stay Mobile. I could track that too. Wow! Um, but more often, it, it's uh, it's a little more difficult to track um, pure earned media. Makes sense. And so uh, I, I know that you really have a focus on franchising. And um, what is the differences, or what's unique about PR? When you are focused on a franchise versus yeah. a, a different kind of client. Yeah. So, so our, uh, the agency has evolved. We were always, you know, um, you know, scaling in terms of skills and expertise, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, today we actually have seven practice areas, franchise being one of them. We have a food and beverage. We have technology, environment, health. And uh, whereas there are agencies out there that are just franchise agencies. Okay. Uh, we like our model um, because we're really deep in those other six uh, practice areas. So if you're a Stay Mobile, for example, um, you uh, we're going to resonate with you because we've got a really good technology practice and we've got a franchise practice. Mm. So we understand the industry as well as the franchise space. Understood. Uh, we're launching a concept here in Atlanta called Cycle Bar, which is in the cycling uh, indoor cycling uh, category, they like us because we've got franchise experience, but we also have health and lifestyle. Mm. So those other practice areas resonate really well. Um, our services in terms of PR digital uh, demand, they cross all seven practice areas. Very nice. Excellent. Thank you for educating us on all of that. Uh, help us now. If our listeners want to get in touch with you, Dean, how do they go about doing that? Uh, well, it's a mouthful, right? Uh, so it's uh, D Trevelino, T R E V E L I N O, at Trevelino Keller, one word, K E L L E R dot com. Uh, phone number 404-214-0722, extension 106. Excellent. Thanks for all of the great, uh, just wonderful wisdom around franchising. Uh, just such a such a great group. And uh I just want to quickly go around um, 
and just allow everyone to give their contact information for our listeners out there. Chuck, one more time, could you please share with us uh, how someone would get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, Chuck Morrison, phone number is 678-695-8534. And then Chuck, C-H-U-C-K, at staymobile, S-T-A-Y-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com. Excellent. Brian. <clears throat> Uh, Brian Anino, my phone number is 770-427-1161, and you can reach me via email at brian, B-R-I-A-N, at aninolawfirm.com, and uh, we also maintain a website with uh, updated information. Excellent. Thank you, Barry. It's uh, Barry Falcon. Phone number is 404-518-8858, and it's bfalcon at ifranchisegroup.com. Right. And Dean? Yeah, so it's Dean Trevolino. That's D Trevolino at TrevolinoKeller.com, 404-214-0722, extension 106. Thanks to everybody. And again, this is uh, Franchise Business Radio is really a platform to bring together franchise professionals and resources for the purpose of connecting educating and collaborating to serve the franchise community as well as the franchise consumer. Rich, any closing comments? Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's been a lot of activity on social media, and um, I was taking some notes here thinking, man, uh, I think we should lock the doors so that Pro Business Channel can launch its franchising across the country. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can pull from all these uh, these folks here from the legal perspective, from uh, uh, franchising, from the PR perspective. Um, Yeah, I think... uh, uh, if, if they don't mind staying for lunch or whatever, yeah, we'll lock the door and we'll make this happen. We'll have 100 <laughs> locations by the end of the year, yeah. That, that does seem to be the benchmark, right? Uh, it's, it's 100 a, is a big number to get yeah, to. Yeah, big time. Um, so, yeah, before we kind of uh, close things out, we definitely want to take just a minute and uh, let folks know about yourself and um, your offerings, but you also have some uh, kind of cool announcements you've been working on for quite some time as well, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank, uh, thank you for that. Yeah, I've been very, very busy and um, – to everybody's point, that things are paying off for me. I actually, with a business partner, have just taken on the area representative rights for the state of Georgia for a young emerging brand that hopefully all of you will get to know very quickly, Club Store Outlet. Uh, it's a wholesale outlet concept, and I'll share more with you about that. We're going to have a, a different show on it to go more more deeper with it. But very, very excited. Sure, that's, Thank that's you. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Building is, is very here has already alluded to um, you know, profitability and, and hopefully that retirement plan. <laughs> yeah, well, congrat, congrat, congratulations on that, right? <laughs> the crowd goes wild, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, so folks that are not maybe, not, obviously your information is at your site as well. Matter of fact, go ahead and give that out if you would, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, if anyone ever wants to contact me regarding uh, franchising, my name is Pamela Curry. I can be reached at 847 847- Nine seven zero eight seven six five. My website www dot franchiseintellect dot com and franchise and in, franchise f r a n c h i s e intellect i n t e l l e c t. Very often I'm asked, how do you spell intellect? So <laughs> well, we should have a buzzer or, or a, a bell that has got it got it correct. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, yeah, again, just in the last couple of minutes, so um, so in your role, you wear several hats, right, as um, a consultant. And kind of share with us, uh, folks reaching out to you, what they might expect that experience, uh, interaction look like. Right, yeah. You know, I, I kind of like to say it, it's knowledge around franchising. And um, I've had long 
long experience in the franchise industry. I've seen the franchise business model from all different perspectives. And uh, really what I'm able to do is guide individuals who are considering franchise ownership, uh, help them through that process of finding the right business that will be a good fit for their lifestyle, profitability, and also orchestrate the resources so they can do their proper due diligence. Um, you know, finding, helping positive, finding the right franchise attorney, finding the right funding source. So really able to assist someone in finding that, that right business for them. I like to call myself a business matchmaker. And then above and beyond that, of course, I do work with specific brands and uh, just consulting on different areas of need. Uh, that's what's gotten me involved with Club Store Outlet. Uh, very much heavily got involved with assisting them on a lot of different levels, recruitment of franchisees, as well as trying to get some of their operational infrastructures in place, which has led me to fall in love with the concept and, and take on my own territory, the wow. state of Georgia. That's pretty awesome. And then, um, but again, for the average civilian reaching out to you can be, uh, you're kind of a broker as well. So if yep, you're kind of absolutely. researching, uh, as uh, I think Barry mentioned, like 3,000 some odd franchise um, uh, in the country, you can come going to help narrow those down for those folks? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, honestly, that's probably one of the greatest challenges. Franchising's all around us, but um, you're not aware of the diff- many different concepts that are out there. And um, really just getting that exposure, getting educated on potential franchise opportunities that you might not be aware of, uh, that's what I'm able to do as a franchise broker, consultant, really come in, help you navigate those waters and uh, really identify what's the key criteria you're looking for in a business, what's your financial capability. And once we get that into scope, it can bring us, uh, it will start to shrink that pool of 3,000. It will really start to shrink it. And uh, and then we'll go, you know, I'll just help you be effective in your due diligence to make sure that um, hopefully you're making a wise decision for yourself. Ultimately, it's your decision, but it's really nice to have someone just to guide you through those steps. And there's really... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rich. So there's just infinite number of uh, options or scenarios in terms of budget and the the legal aspect of it and uh, all the options out there. And then in the past, people used to just go to the bookstore and pick up that franchise directory book and just start page one, right? And how am I going to call all those folks or go to all their websites? So it's really a great service. You can kind of sit down and kind of navigate, like you said, those waters and kind of absolutely there's textbook and there's real world (laughs) 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 two different things (laughs) two different things well i think that wraps up another exciting episode of franchise business radio thanks to everybody great show please tune in to the next franchise business radio show it is hosted the second wednesday of every month at 10 a.m eastern standard time pamela curry signing off Thank you again for joining Pam Curie and her guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show.